I mean, is it if they're already watching? I know. <laughs> I was like, good oh, there morning. We go. Yeah, they were just saying. Uh, we're just like, smiling at you silently, weirdly. And we're like, good, morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Good morning, church. Guys. We love you guys so much. Happy Sunday. Happy last Sunday of August. Yeah. Woo. Happy almost fall. I know. I know. 95 degree buggy-ness. <laughs> I'm Kyle. This is uh, Danielle, and uh, we're, we're the... The, the senior pastors here at, uh, at Connect, and we are so glad that you're joining us today. If, if this is your first time, um, thanks for being a part of this with us. And yeah, and if you'd like to get to know a little bit more about who we are, what we believe, and what makes Connect's heart beat, uh, you can check out our Linktree link right there in on whatever platform that you're watching, and it'll give us a lot more info about uh, who we are in church. That's also where you give. Yeah, and you can find out all sorts of information, and you know, this... Uh, this week's been a, it's been a week, hasn't it? It has. It's been a week. It's been a year. And and that's why, can I just say thank you for, for joining us this morning. Whether you're joining us live, which we hope you are, or whether you're wa- watching this um, uh, through va- the various mediums that, were, that it's going out on, um, we know that uh, we had a week. Um, and um, it started with the, 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 ongoing um, crisis that's going on in Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, with people and and hurt and pain and um, racial more racial implosion more racial implosion um, we, with 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 what happened hurricane Laura came through yes. and, and wiping out whole sections of, of, of Texas and Louisiana and um, it's just, it's been a week. It's in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of political climate, pol- political climate um, in the midst of Health kids going issues, back to school or school. not going back to school. Uh, I, it's, I know it's, I know for, I, 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 I got texts this week. I got um, uh, messages this week just about uh, how heavy people felt like there was so much on their shoulders. Um, and and that's why we're glad you're here today because, uh, you know, we, we don't have all the answers. We don't, yeah. but we, we and, and we're, we can't carry everything for something. We really wish we could. I, you know, there's so many times mm-hmm. people, re- you know, reach out and we want to we wanna carry it. But we do know the one whose shoulders are big enough to carry it all. And his name's Jesus. And, and that's who we've come to meet today. And um, we believe that Jesus can bring healing in the midst of this and mm-hmm. help and wholeness in the midst of this. Day. And, yeah. and so we're going to have we're going to have communion. Um, so if you if you brought uh, if you brought your stuff you can have it out we're gonna take just a moment if you didn't run to the kitchen uh, really quickly whatever you have a piece of bread a cheese it a Cheerio it doesn't matter. I almost said a trisket and a trisket <laughs> wow wow yes if you want to go back to 1972 uh, and grab something to eat <laughs> yeah. you go for it we we, we don't have any um grape juice or anything so in in our communion cups there's coffee mm-hmm. uh, because he brews um, oh that was bad. Uh, at K <laughs> but while you're grabbing that before we hop into the communion um, we want to give a shout out to our amazing kids yes. uh, ministry oh, uh, we, yes. have, we have superheroes uh, yes Lisa and Kevin McKinney they're mm-hmm. amazing they did a, a virtual VBS uh, this this week with so many of the kiddos yes. and superhero ness and of course our superhero Olivia uh, I she, Olivia Hello, was then. in my dreams last night uh, it was as, and she was as, beautiful, Olivia, nope. in my dreams. Like, I just be. kept saying, like, I want to hug you. <laughs> I want to squeeze you. <laughs> uh, for, for some of you who may not know, Olivia is uh, Kevin and Lisa's daughter, and she is just, she's a rock star. Yeah. 
Uh, she's a video star on all the stuff that we do. And they support our family ministry. They and do. And our kiddos at Connect. And, you know, hey, families, mom and dads, if you were able to take time to, to do that virtual VBS with your children this week, thank you. Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. Man, the Bible says when you raise up a child in the way that they should go when they get older, they won't depart from mm-hmm. it. In this world, we need moms and dads mm-hmm. who, are, who are proactively, come on, not yes. reactively later when they're teenagers, proactively now. Yeah. Sowing the seeds. I'm so grateful for all the seeds mm. that were sown into our lives oh, yeah. uh, growing up. Uh, yeah. I, look, I didn't always, I didn't always respond to them immediately. But come on, when when we get older, we won't depart from what God has planted in our lives. Amen. So I'm gonna speak that over some yeah. children today, some parents today. We're believing that generational, the blessings yes. that you started are gonna be generational. The seeds you planted today right. are gonna be generational to your children's children's children. Come on, God. The Word of mm-hmm. God says He'll love us to the thousandth generation um, for those who love Him. There's this blessing that goes forward when we when we raise up our kids. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we want to just hop in. We want to we want to start this day. Uh, with something that's so so important to us, which mm-hmm. is the constant reminder that we need the mm-hmm. um, the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need this communion with God. We need health and wholeness. And I was thinking about communion this week, and I was thinking about the thief on the cross, and and um, how in this moment of 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 utter pain and undeserving nature. He turns to Jesus and says, you know, remember me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, with unmitigated grace, just turns to him and says, today. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not, it's not just that I was that thief. I am that I am thief. That thief. I, I, I'm, I'm that thief every day that is undeserving of the grace of God and in need of the love of God and the need for Jesus to turn to me in the midst of everything that, uh, that I am and am not. Um, and for him to say, I've got you. Mm-hmm. And that's what communion does. Communion reminds me that it's not something that just happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's something that is happening in me today. Yes. Um, and yes, the grace of God saved me, but you know what? I am so much in need of this, mm-hmm. this cup and this bread every day because I'm still broken and I'm, I'm still in need of the grace of Jesus. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today, to be honest. Um, we're starting here. Not... Like we didn't plan our sermon around this moment, and we didn't plan communion around our sermon, but but the God knows. Yeah. You know, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, the night before he would die for you and I, the Bible says he took bread and he broke it, and he said, "This is my body, which is broken for you. Take it and eat it, and when you do, remember me." This is his perfect body was broken. So that our imperfect body, D, could be made whole. Father, there's no way to not see broken pieces all around us, surrounding us, inside of us. And Father, I thank you that you didn't just come to sweep up pieces, but that you came to bring full restoration to pieces and to make them stronger than they were before. I thank you for the yes. reminder this morning of where our entire lives are seated and where our entire lives find not just healing but redemption. And it's because of your cross. And so, Father, right now, we remember the brokenness that your body knew, that you, that you voluntarily broke for us. Yes. 
and we remember that miracle that we can still stand in all of today and stand in the power of and remember as we eat. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are the bread of life. The most powerful cup in the world. Jesus takes the cup and he says, this is the cup of the new covenant. This is a new day. This is what everything God had been doing throughout the generations, throughout the centuries came to this one cup. So this is the cup of a new covenant. It's of my blood. It's for the forgiveness of your sin. And I'm so thankful, church, that that uh, when I said yes to Jesus, when you said yes to Jesus, the blood of Jesus Christ covered you from top of the, your head to the bottom of your feet for every sin you've ever done and every sin you ever will do it. Remove the wrath of God from your life. It, it sets you into heavenly places. It made you a child of God. And I'm so thankful that that happened the moment that we came to Jesus. And I'm so thankful that every day since that moment, I need the blood of Jesus to bring restoration and newness into my life in these moments. Because my king, man, I, I was not, a, I was not a, a mistake or a need of correction. I was a sinner in need of a savior. And that's what we celebrate here today. This is the cup and the new covenant of his blood. Father, we thank you for sowing the blood of your son into us. The sacrifice that that required, I can't even fathom as a yes. parent. So Father, we thank you for giving your son voluntarily away mm -hmm. to bleed and to be broken for us. Jesus, I thank you for enduring the cross Yes. so that I would never need to know it. Yes. Mm. And so today I remember what you did. Jesus. And Father, I ask you for strength to do what we must do today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm. Father, we thank you that today this table reminds us that you don't leave us alone that you chase after us, that you, it, this is not about us coming to you, this is about you made a way to come to us. You came to us so that we could come to you. Father, I love you and I thank you, I praise you. May this cup be a refreshment for someone, for, for, for people today. May, may the cup of, the, the, of Christ be overflowing into our lives, out of our lives, into the world around us. We love you and we praise you. We give you the glory, Jesus, for who you are. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey guys, uh, look, if you brought your Bible today, we're going to hop right into the Word, and uh, why don't you turn with me to Acts chapter 20. Um, we're going to do part two of what we started last week, and as I already said, you know, the truth is this is, no mis this is not by accident, this is uh, by divine plan, I believe, mm -hmm. that we are starting with communion here today, because communion reminds us, it, put, it positions us at the foot of the cross, the place for grace and mercy and mm -hmm. compassion in our life, and... You know, last week, D, you and I talked a little bit about uh, this concept of TikTok, how uh, we're, we're closing down to midnight hour and this need and this sense of urgency um, for to become a disciple and to bring the kingdom mm -hmm. of God into people's world. And how Paul says in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 that we're supposed to redeem the time yeah. because the days are evil. And yes. that, that concept of redeeming, my friends, the concept of redeeming is, is bringing the king and the kingdom 
into into the world around us to to restore what was broken to do what we were supposed to do in the very beginning uh, bring the dominion of god the presence of god the love and compassion of god into the world around us and that's how we do this how, that's how we redeem when we collide with a broken world and that's 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 what this whole thing is like right now right now everything around us we are colliding with a with a broken world our little world is colliding with a broken world around us and and it's how we respond um, that's part of this redemption plan that God has. And, and I think that's, that's something that we, that we want to talk about today. How, how do we bring Jesus? How do we bring compassion and grace and mercy and the miraculous into a broken world mm-hmm. um, in the midst of everything that it is? So we're going to just take a second look at this text that we, that yeah. we looked at last week. Um, because it, it's it's a story. We, we t- looked at the beginning of it last week. Yeah. Now we're going to look at maybe uh, how they respond in the midst of it. Yeah, we'll see how far we get through it. I think that um, what's important is that when we go to the Word, and we've been in the book of Acts, if you're not aware, we've been, um, God just led us to make our way through the book of yeah. Acts. And um, last week, we kind of set up camp um, in this particular scripture. And, it, and, we'll, and we're going to take as long as it... It takes yep. to get through it, but I think that it's important that when we're reading scripture, we don't just try to study it separately. We actually take the world in which we live and we superimpose it on top of that word that we're reading Absolutely. and we find our current day and our current life and our current pain and our current wins in the word so that we know not just how to function, but what we are supposed to bring to that kitchen yes. table when we're talking about kitchen table talk and you know as pastors uh, we walk an interesting line because we have to carry the mantle that's part of the calling of being a pastor um, to bring encouragement strength wisdom direction teaching Um, and we also then have to bring insight when the church capital C is struggling to find kind of like sometimes it's footing Mm -hmm. when we have so much pain surrounding us and it's not to deny it and it's not to turn away that's not how we teach people to rise above it it's not how we become conquerors it's not how we walk as overcomers we have to figure out the collide that kyle was talking about which is the word of god and the life of man yes and not to try to um, figure out what God says so that my life as a man gets better. But how do I bring God, who is better than the life of the man that we're all walking, Correct. into that situation, no matter the cost? And I think that's today we want to talk a little bit more because it's going to cost us. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes what we talk about, people think um, uh, in, the, in, in our climate right now, you know, the, the misconception can be, to align yourself with some of the voices that are starting to finally find their strength publicly, that's a win. But I'll tell you that to do stuff such do as such will cost you. Yes. Not yeah. everybody is on the same page yeah. right now, so it's going to cost you. It's going you're going to have to sow difficult conversations. You're going to have to possibly lose things from your life. But it's not about doing what is morally or ethically correct. It's, it's about finding the truth in the word and figuring out how he wants us to walk that out. Yes. And doing so with courage, with bravery, with 
distinct clarity, but also with love. Yeah, I mean, babe, that's the difference between wisdom and knowledge. We talk about this a lot. We'll talk, we talk about it at Forge as well. You know, knowledge is just learning the Word of God and mm -hmm. understanding it. Yes. But wisdom is understanding how to apply it into your life moments, yes. right? So it's... it's. We don't want to become scholars of no, the Word. No, right. We and want to become disciples correct, of disciples the Word. Correct, disciples of the Word. And that's, disciples are led by wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom. Why? Because... Wisdom is knowing how to apply God's word into mm -hmm. every changing. God's word doesn't change. Here's what we need to understand. God's word doesn't change, but the situations uh, that it, it is applied in changes. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's not the word that is malleable. It's yes. it's it's how we apply that into the, the malleable situations. Yes. Our generation wants to change the word to fit the situation rather than bring the word into the changing situation. Yeah. So that's, that's this change. And I love what you said. The truth is this. Uh, Luke 14 uh, 28 says, um, uh, which man will b go to build a tower if he doesn't first count mm -hmm. the cost? Mm -hmm. Look, there's a cost to discipleship. There's a cost to uh, loving your neighbor unconditionally. Yes. There's a cost to compassion, love, and mercy. There's a compassion. There's a there's a cost to grace. Mm -hmm. There's a cost to reconciliation. There's a cost to kingdom life, not just church life. Kingdom life. Kingdom. There's a, there's a cost to serving our king. There's a cost to it, and it's okay. So you just have to recognize which cost you're going to pay. You're either going to pay um we're, there's a cost to it yeah so uh, we're gonna we're gonna read today and, and just so you um just a reminder <laughs> which you probably don't need but probably do is that you know we're just two people that are also going through everything that we just talked about as people yeah. we go through it as leaders we go through it as bosses we go through it as pastors we go through it as family members, as friends, as mentors, you name it. But we're going through this too. So the the toll that this week has taken in a, a lot of different ways has been taken on us. Kyle has been um, rocked to his core this week in a lot of different ways. And so when we bring this today, and I'm going to read now, but when we bring this word, it's, it's with great weight uh, to us personally. Not just the cost, but just yeah. the weight. You know, you, you'll see our, our hesitancy sometimes. You'll see our heaviness at times. You'll see our conviction at times and where we're compelled. And you'll also see us register uncertainty because this world is shaking, but he cannot be shaken. Yeah, so let's well, jump in. Awesome. All right, so we're going to, again, we're going to go back to where we were last week. Acts 20, um, verses 7 through 12. So now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together, and in a window sat a certain young man mm. named Eutychus, <laughs> who was sinking into a deep sleep. Mm. That'll preach right there. Um, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead that's a bad day yeah but paul went down fell on him and embracing him said do not trouble yourselves for his life is in him now when he had come up had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while even till daybreak he departed and they brought the young man in alive and they were not a little comforted um I want to. I, I hope I want you to underline something. He embraced the broken body. Mm. Paul got down from what he was doing. Paul saw the one who was broken, stopped what he was doing, 
and embraced the broken body. Church, Christian, man, woman of God, it is time for us to stop what we are doing. In the midst of everything that's important, let's be honest, Paul was doing something really important for the king and for the kingdom. He stopped in the middle of it to what? Embrace the broken body. This is the time. We are in a generation where communities are broken, where people are broken, where hopes and dreams are broken. We cannot sleepwalk anymore through life being able to be convinced that what we're doing is king and kingdom and ignoring the broken bodies that are laying on the floor around us. It's time to embrace the broken bodies. And I think well, that's what we see in this text. What we see in this text is the, in, in the early church, the early disciples, babe, they, 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 they came to a moment where brokenness entered their community. Like mm-hmm. it, it affected their community. Like mm-hmm. there was death in their community and they didn't ignore it. And, um, and they, they, they had this opportunity to respond. And how they responded to me seems so different than maybe how the church at large is responding especially in America today, they responded with such mercy and gr- and compassion and grace in this moment. Like they didn't stop and be like, yep, your fault, dude. Mm-hmm. You fell asleep on you. They saw a broken person and they responded. They embraced it without, without even a moment's second thought. And, and that's what I want to, I think today, if we can, we can learn how to, to, to respond when our world collides with a broken world, if we, if, at least we, I think we can start to respond better, babe, if we understand who Eutychus is. Okay. So let me, let me, let me let's start and say, who is Eutychus, right? Because who's Eutychus? Uh, Eutychus was the dude that fell out of the window, fell asleep, he died, right? He fell asleep in church. Dude, pre- preachers <laughs> preaching. Some of you are being Eutychus right now, right? Falling asleep, fell out, and died. Who is Eutychus? That's not who Eutychus is. Do you know who Eutychus is? I'm Eutychus. Right. I am a Eutychus. I'm Eutychus. Right. I feel like I'm saying I'm Spartacus. I am <laughs> Spartacus. Right? <laughs> um, but I'm Eutychus. I fall asleep. Yes. yes. I wasn't just, stay with me, I wasn't just a Eutychus. I am a Eutychus. Yeah. I fall asleep on my walk with God. I fall asleep on passion for my king in the in the kingdom i fall asleep on pursuing discipleship i fall asleep on forgiving people i fall asleep on not being a i fall asleep so do you do you know who eutychus is me and you we're eutychus not was eutychus we are a eutychus and 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 it's not like it's not you know when we start thinking about this it's not like i can't believe you're you're saying i'm a eutychus can i just say if this this picture, in, when I first read it, reminded me of what happens in the garden. Do you remember Jesus goes into the garden before he's going to die, the, the night before he's going to die, right after communion, by the way, and he takes James, uh, Peter, James, and John, his three boys. He takes his own boys with him, and he sits them at a rock, and he says, pray for me. He's bleeding, right? It's mm-hmm. like pouring out. He's anguished of soul, and we're, they fall asleep, mm-hmm. and they fall asleep, and he goes back, and he's like, I thought you were going to pray. And they're like, we tried, and he goes, I understand. The Spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. This is what we have to understand. Even though our spirit inside of us is saying, I want to love, I want to have compassion, I want to be gracious, I want to be merciful. Your flesh is weak. You will fall asleep on it. We need, And there's danger. And I'm not saying that because it's always a horrible thing. I'm just saying there's danger in it if we're not aware that in a season of, in the season, 
in a season of walk with God, you can fall asleep on this. And it causes death, death in relationships, death mm-hmm. in, in marriages, death in, in, in your dreams. It, it can cause, you can become the cause of sadness for someone. You can become the distraction that, that, that distracts someone mm-hmm. else. You, it, it, it's, it's this moment where uh, we, we can't afford to fall asleep, church. Pro, uh, Proverbs 24, 33 says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of our hands to rest. And and uh, scarcity will come on us like uh, like uh, poverty will come will will come on us like a thief. Scarcity will come on us uh, like an armed man. That 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 in these moments where we're falling asleep on what God has called us to, it robs us. Why is it important? Okay, because in our conversations this week, we've talked a lot about um, helping people locate who we who we are because when you were talking about why is it why is it important to be able to identify as a Eutychus not because I what I said to Kyle this do you remember last week I said um, to y'all that uh, the, the tell was in the language that they used um, yeah, I, yes, in correct. the name of the Jesus, yeah, the Jesus. that you and yeah. I said it's in the the yeah. and oftentimes when people use the word the there's a tell there you know the black community yeah. the white community the 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 and the the notates separation yes and at the same yep. time we were yep. talking about how much tense matters meaning like i was a sinner i yep. was yeah, 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 right, 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 right. and we kind right. of make these yep. things like what i was is relegated to then i needed a savior yes but why is it important yep. right now that we keep identifying as because because it can sound like well you're not being in touch with us, my, me being a new creation or whatever, whatever is very true as far as we are new creations, we are this, we are that. But yeah. why is it important that we we still always maintain that? Because it's who we it, really because are? the place that we identify with becomes the platform in which we uh, connect with others connect with others through. Okay. So like if I think that I'm I'm, I'm all good and you're not. It, there's a divide when mm-hmm. I can when I actually can understand that I've received in order to be a conduit of blessing. Um, there's no division. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a sinner saved by grace, so I can look at a sinner and say, since I'm a sinner and they're a sinner, the only thing missing in our relationship is the grace that's on me can be coming in mm-hmm. them. So it should be a conduit. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Why, why us identifying as a Eutychus matters on multiple levels. One is because even though he fell. Right, even though he dies, even though it was his fault, can mm-hmm. we agree? Like it was his fault, he dies, and yet the grace of God still is is manifest there. Mm-hmm. It, it, God wasn't looking to to allocate blame; he was he was looking to restore something that was broken. Yeah. So there's grace there, and the grace brings the miraculous into the in, in the midst of it. And I, I just I just want to say something to somebody who's listening today. I just feel in my spirit. Listen, if you've fallen. If you are in Eutychus, you fell out the window. Maybe you used to be in church. Maybe you used to know God. Maybe you were trying your best to live. And you've fallen out the window. You are dead on the floor. There is grace for you today. The, the grace is Jesus Christ. He came to restore the brokenhearted. He, caught, he, he, he yes. came to bring resurrection life. It didn't matter that it was Eutychus' fault. It didn't matter that, that something wasn't right. God restored it. And, and I think that's why it's so important that we that we identify that we see in this that he was connected to this place where the community saw the community was more interested in re, in, re, in in resurrection than in any in, than in mm. anything else. Mm. Like um, you know, 
he he was connected to a, a community that uh, that that had the power and the presence to restore him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the church, where we, the, the, the church, the challenge for the church is, is because we need the power and we need the presence to restore them. Yeah. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but we also need the, the presence. We need the focus in this. And I think one of the things that hopped out at me, and, 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 and we're going to, I'm going to, I, I want to hear from you in a second, but I think there's a, a, a thing I want to hit here is that it, that. The, both the both the hurt and the healing came in the same um, came in the same place. Yeah, in the same locale. In the same locale, um, like right, he was hurt in in community, and he was healed through that community. And I just want to say, look, if you're in church, you're gonna you, there's you're gonna get hurt, but there's also that's the place of healing in community, doing life together. There's there's hurt, and yet there's healing. We just need to make sure that we, as a, the Church of Jesus Christ, are a community that was is that's interested in. The, bringing the resurrection life into people who are broken. And I love the fact that they did not get distracted. Like what, something that hit me in the middle of this, they did not get distracted. Like if a dude dies, <laughs> falls out a window and dies, might be distracting. Mm-hmm. Dude gets raised from the dead in the middle of service. That might be more distracting. Might be distracting. I'm just saying, right? But mm-hmm. they did not get distracted. There was something that needed to happen. There was a resurrection moment that needed to come. There was an embracing of the broken. That needed to happen, mm-hmm. and they didn't get distracted. I was I I um I came across a statistic last week that shocked me. Over a thousand people a day in the U.S. are injured or killed by distracted drivers. Oh. A thousand a day. Oh. Like they did not in, in in this. I love this because they didn't get distracted by the triumph or the tragedy, and I realized that that the enemy doesn't need to take us out. He just needs to distract us. Mm-hmm. He either just gets us, needs us to get us mourning the tragedy or chasing after yeah. the triumph, right? And in that distraction, yeah, right? And I think that's where, where, where Jesus said, where Jesus said um, in, in Luke chapter 8 when he's talking about how the good seed starts to grow in, in disciples, but then the distractions of this world choke it out. Yeah. And, and I, and, and, and I want to say this. In this season, we need to be careful of distractions. And in this season, one of the things that I think is distracting, things, things that will choke us out, self-righteousness. Self-righteousness. I'm good. This, 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 this concept of, of uh, justified contempt for others. For them. For the them. For the them. For the them. Yeah. Whoever your them is, I, I'm justified having contempt for them. Look at them. Where, where political agendas override kingdom principle, kingdom calling to bring grace and mercy and truth. Man, these things are distractions that choke out what God's trying to do in our world. Man, just being tired, exhausted, I, being frustrated is such a distraction in this world, D. And, and that's where I think I, I, I want to just make sure, I want to challenge us as people of God. Paul did not allow anything to distract him. That community did not let anything distract him from their purpose, which was to embrace the broken and bring the broken back to life. It doesn't matter how people are broken. Do you know why? Because I'm broken. I am Eutychus. And how can I look at Eutychus, another one of myself, me, laying there? He doesn't need to look like me. 
He doesn't need to dress like me. He doesn't need to come from the same city as me. Eutychus and Paul did not come from the same place. Maybe didn't dress the same way. Maybe didn't even do the same things. At the end of the day, Paul said, that Eutychus is me. I think it's interesting when you read the story of Eutychus that you, um, because we're so used to making everything so centric around us, whether we're watching a movie, we immediately are trying to identify who we would be in that movie, and yes. we usually always start with the main character. Um, when we're reading a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want to be that guy. Yeah. We're, when we're reading a book, we see, we, we will probably read a book through to its conclusion if we connect with the main character and we see ourselves in the main character. So we're so used to identifying ourselves as the centric person in the story that when we read this particular mm. part of this chapter, we think the story wow. is the story about Eutychus. Yeah. And the story is really about what Paul was sharing about yes. Christ. And what was really the story in this story was the fact that he knew that this was going to be the last time that he was with these people ever. And he also knew that the Holy Spirit was preparing him and telling him that he was going to die for the cause of Christ. Yeah. So he only had moments left to deposit the truth into the people so that they would be able to continue on with God no matter what their lives would ex be experience and what their lives would see. So even though in the midst of that, God was doing miracles like raising bodies. Yeah, that was amazing. not the story. And right now we are in the middle of a story. And the miracles that we see and the needs that are, are, that are arising are still not the story. The story is still Christ in the middle of showing us who he is within the realm of darkness that yeah. is ravaging our world yes. right now. And, um, you know, we've dealt with so many pains um, in racial situations this year, I mean for years, but I'm talking about how the focus of a country and of a world has kind of had its chin turned to focus in on this. And so, and then this week we have the pain of Jacob Blake. And it's important to, first of all, say yeah. people's names and to yeah. say what's going on in communities because it's our community. Yes. And I think yes. what we have struggled with this week is um, honestly trying to figure out how to help people do what we have always taught them to do when there is an emotional component that begins to take us off course from the main story about who we're supposed to still be even though now there's pain. It's easy to sit here and say, amen, yes, that's what we should do. And yes, it's I was a sinner not just so that I got right. saved, but I'm, I sin every day. If we don't wake up, eat, sleep, and breathe, walking according to the will of God, the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, just literally leading every inch of our day, we are falling short of the glory of God. Yeah. So. So this is, the, this is the state that we're in, but we struggle with then admitting that when there are scenarios like a Jacob Blake situation, when we are trying to figure out what? Who was right? And who was wrong. And who was wrong. Yep. Yep. So we become what we talk about here on this sofa weekend and wake out, not trying to be, which are American Christians. Yes. And we suddenly occupy with such ease 
a situation and a space where we're trying to figure out where justice needs to come. Yeah. Who yes. was right yes. and who was wrong. Yeah. Because we feel like we are to wield justice and we forget that our calling is to wield reconciliation. Yes. Our yes. calling to our, whom? is reconciliation to, to whom? To to everyone. Yeah. And and it's not just about salvation. It's about to those who have been wronged and to those who are wrong. Yes. It's to victim and victimizer. And a lot of times there's a call to figure out who was wrong. And I'm thinking to myself, usually in every situation, and I'm talking about this situation, I'm talking about in life. Yeah. Wrong can be, it's like why the best shows that you watch are when all of the characters are flawed. <laughs> right, right, They're right, like, right, right. I can't really right. get behind yeah. any of them because of them. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. what? Human. Yeah. So fear comes into play for everyone. Yeah. Agitation comes into play for everyone. Arrogance comes into play for yes. everyone yes. because yes. we're human yeah. beings. Yep. And just because we get saved, those things just don't miraculously go away because now I'm living that saved life. No, I'm still living that human life. Right. And I'm trying to walk according to the breath of God so that my rhythm changes from being an American Christian to being a Christian American. And we've been talking yes. about how a lot of times in the world of churchdom, <laughs> we talk about um, that concept of not being the judge and that God is judge. My name means yeah, yeah, God is judge. So I'm always connected to that. But what we don't do a lot of talking about is the fact that the reality is, is that most people are not necessarily functioning in the role of judge but at more in terms of being on the parole board yeah this is good yeah because we, 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 we yeah this is and yeah, yeah, yeah we were watching a we were watching a documentary and 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 right wrong or indifferent where you stand on anything what they were saying is that oftentimes um if there is someone who has been convicted of a crime they oftentimes get denied to, in the opportunity to go before a parole board right unless they have admitted to the crime that for which they've been convicted or and feel remorse. And, and feel remorse. Yeah. So if someone feels that they have been wrongly convicted or incarcerated and they express that in their letter when it's time for them to have an opportunity to come before a parole board, a lot of times that would be denied. And the reason I'm talking about that is because that in reality is often what we function as, as American Christians. Yes. We sit behind this side of the table of sanctification. Yep. Yep. And we look at people yep. and we try to figure out where their remorse levels sit right now. And then who deems to come and be forgiven. And the difficulty with that church is the fact we have a problem with it because Jesus didn't example that, yeah, first of all. all right. Because when Jesus gave us the opportunity to access salvation, it was before anyone had the thought of needing it yes and so when we can look at Christ and see this is how what he exampled he didn't simply example that for us to come to him but then take the reins of accusation right. for the rest of right, our walk right, with right, him. right 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 he has called us to be ministers of reconciliation not ambassadors of justice yes and the reason that I'm saying that is because too many people in the name of Jesus are getting it wrong yes. right now. It's not retribution. It is not about figuring out who we think is right and who we think is wrong yes. in this situation and then saying if they should come before us or not. It is about recognizing that we are all on the other side of that table. 
and we come before Jesus and some of us come with arrogance and some of us come with fear and some of us come in denial and some of us come with remorse, but we're all at that same table, like yes. it or not. And we're all at different stages of our relationship with the truth. Thank God Jesus didn't wait for us to be fully Holy, repentant yes, and offer to uh, and before he offered us an opportunity to be reconciled beyond salvation. Yes, correct. I'm talking yep, about yep. have the opportunity to walk in peace and as a true disciple and as a pure mouthpiece yes. on the behalf of the name of God. This is what we're talking about. We are being distracted not because we're not supposed to be talking about racial issues, not because we're not supposed to be talking about political pain, not because we're not supposed to be talking about pandemic everything, <laughs> but we're trying to find how Jesus would have yes. us function according to his compassion, his Jeez. mercy, and his righteousness. Yes. It doesn't mean a denial of the truth. Yes. It means I'm not on that parole board to decipher what is someone else's judgment seat, like yes. as far as they're, where they're supposed to be convicted. I am here so that when they look at me, when they encounter me, I am showing them that there is hope Yes. yes, in the name of Jesus. And I am called to carry that hope so they can see it. So they have a chance. And what are we just hoping for? That they yeah. pick up a Bible and hopefully read it and hopefully sense the hope. They are going to encounter his hope through us. And that's where we need to keep our eye, church, on that. That is the high calling. I mean, it's not sacrificing the truth. Yes. For all of the accusation yes. out there, it's not. We are not denying truth. We are standing for truth in love, well, in love. You said the other day, uh, we are we are both victim and victimizer at the same time. We are the villain in someone else's we are, story. We are all the villain in someone else's story. Yes, always. And, and that's that's that that positions us on the That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not. You I wasn't a Eutychus. I am a Eutychus. And you yeah. have to tell them the thing that you said. Yeah, I, I think I think I think church. This is where we struggle. Um, and and uh, and because as a church, as people, we don't always understand the difference. There's a difference between my kingdom positioning and my personal this is really positioning. Good. Okay, I have a kingdom position and a personal present positioning in my life. In in theo theology terms, we, we read it throughout the Bible. It's this now, but not yet fully, right? Mm -hmm. I, I am a citizen of heaven, but I'm not right, in heaven right, right. now. I, I'm of the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. There's, you know, I'm being made. I'm being sanctified. Uh, I am justified, but I'm still being sanctified. There's the now, but not yet fully. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we're, that's where I think that we struggle. And that's, this is what ends up happening. Yes. When I come to Jesus Christ, I'm 100% born again. Mm -hmm. I am 100% right, a citizen mm -hmm. of heaven. I'm 100% I'm seated with Christ. I, I, I can't be moved from mm -hmm. how God sees me as being holy in his eyes. I, that, that is 100% true. That is my kingdom positioning. But my personal positioning exists inside of time and space. My kingdom position is outside yeah. of time and space because yeah. it's with God. It, it, my personal mm -hmm. positioning exists inside of time and space. It's still broken. I still function under mm. the continual need, continual need mm. for compassion, yes. grace, and mercy. My, the moment for compassion, grace, and mercy was not a one-time moment yeah, that happened right. at the cross. It right. is a daily moment that happens all the time yes. in my life. That's why, thank God, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Why? Because I constantly need mercy that every are in my personal moment. positioning yeah. right now. I constantly need that every 
every day in my life. Um, the, 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 the truth is that we are citizens of heaven. The truth is that uh, I am a, cre- uh, a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The, the truth is I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. I am. Those things are true. And the same person who wrote those... Yeah, this is the true. same person who wrote so those true. is the same person who in Philippians 3.12 says, uh, when it comes to perfection, haven't attained it yet. Oh. Uh, when it comes to being all made whole, I, I haven't been made perfect yet. And those two verse, those two words, I obtain, means something I have done. I haven't done it. What I brought to the table didn't perfect me yet. Mm-hmm. And the haven't been made perfect is the action of the Holy Spirit. It's passive. Mm-hmm. Even what the Holy Spirit has done in my life as of right now has not brought me in my personal positioning to a place of perfection, right? That's why Paul can write in Romans 7, why do I always do what I don't want to do? Yes. Why? Because in my personal pos- positioning. So I'm a new creation in my kingdom positioning. Right. In my personal positioning, I still am broken. And and I think I, you and I are talking about this. I think Paul could understand this truth because he was a person who existed in two different kingdoms, yeah. right? Because he was both a Roman citizen and a Jew. And Judaism had its own personal expression even inside the Mm -hmm. Roman Empire. So it was its own thing even though it was inside an empire. So Paul understood what it was meant to be. Hey, I'm still Jewish, but I still am living in this much bigger empire that's outside of me. I think sometimes we excuse, babe. I'm sorry. I know. I touch her all the time. (laughs) I know. Now talk. All right. We excuse. (laughs) I can do it. We excuse our personal... We excuse our personal, uh, our personal issues, um, our personal stuff as being covered by our kingdom stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, I'm good. I can excuse mm-hmm. this my personal stuff because it's covered by my kingdom stuff. No, 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 no. Stay with me. It is vertically. It's just not horizontally. Mm. No, 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 vertically between God and I. Yup. Everything that I've ever done is covered under the blood of the Lamb. It is taken care of vertically. But the kingdom stuff does not mm. cover horizontally. My personal stuff. That means my personal stuff needs every day to come in contact with compassion, grace, and mercy so that I can actually give that stuff away. And if we don't realize we need those things, then when we try to give them away, it's going to come from what? Piousness. Totally. And that's the thing. You it's know, what I like, should do. It's mm-hmm. what, you know, I'm going to help. I'm going to help, help you. I'm going to help that person out. So who needs it. No, no. There. This is what I need you to hear me say today, today, church. I am the criminal right. in the court of heaven. Right. I am the cr- criminal in the court of heaven. I was guilty. Jesus wasn't. I am undeserving. Man. Jesus is deserving. I, I, I'm white. Jesus isn't. Mm-hmm. I'm a Gentile. Jesus was mm-hmm. a Jew. I am unworthy. I am broken. Jesus is whole. I deserve death and hell. He took my death. He went through my hell. Like, I'm the criminal. No, 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 no. I'm not was. I am the criminal. I am guilty of breaking every law, and so are you, because the Bible says if you break one law, you are guilty of breaking all of them. All of us. We were not just a criminal. I am a criminal. That's why Paul never forgot that he was Saul. Correct. That's the key. Paul always knew that he was Saul. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize we're the criminal. I'm a foreigner. Right. I'm I'm of a different race. Like, I'm not the same person. I... 
I'm undeserving. I, I'm, I'm unworthy. I mean, you want to talk about a, a, a resisting arrest? Come on. I, how long have we resisted the arresting of God in our heart, mm. of his love? We resisted for years and decades. And yet, knowing all of that, knowing all of that, Jesus still died for me, gave grace to me, showed compassion for me. He went through my death and went through my hell. Why? Because so he could show us that's the way that we respond. Mm -hmm. That's the way. And, so that, and then that is there waiting when we are ready to receive it. We Correct. keep waiting for people to show themselves worthy for us to extend grace, compassion, mercy, forgiveness. Correct. And God just put it before us. Correct. He went through what it took to put it before us. Again, not just salvation. I'm talking about every day. Every day. And then he says, you have before you choice. Life, life or death. death. Choose. choose life. Choose life, but choose. I didn't just choose that once. I'm like, pass the test. I know. Yeah, exactly. I Ooh. am good until I'm heaven. Good. Like every day, every moment of every day, life and death, the choices before yes. you, Danielle, choose. When I walk in the awareness of that, I will never sit at another parole Correct. board table for anyone else Correct. because I understand there but for the grace of God, I sit. Correct. <laughs> exactly. That, that's me. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, no, I know we, we do. We gotta, to yeah, we'll, we gotta wrap it up. But, we'll, but we'll, and we're gonna continue. I, we feel it's important, and there's a lot of things that we didn't get to, but we knew that. We knew going into this. We knew it last week that this is just somewhere God has us lingering, and so we're gonna continue it next week. And I just pray that you really take to heart, church, what we're talking about. Um, we, you know, and it's so funny because we're talking like we believe in the church, and we believe in this church. And we also believe that so many people are trying to find their way through this. And how do I talk about this? And do I talk about this? The answer is yes. And you might make mistakes and you might get it wrong. But if you come from a place of love yes. and seeking the truth, you will find it. He will show you. And you are surrounded by a community that not only will help you do that, but will also be on the other side of that. And then you can help as well. Again, not from a place of piousness, but from a place of yeah. unity. I do. You said it. Church, our, our job, our calling, our positioning in this world is to be ministers of reconciliation, restoration, mm -hmm. and resurrection. Yeah. And that's why Paul could look at that young boy and didn't matter. I mean, in today's world, it probably it would be Eutychus's fault. It would have been Paul's fault for preaching sure. so long. Sure. It would have been his parents' fault for putting him in the there window. Should have been a window. The sh exactly, and he, there shouldn't have been a window there. Been a exactly right. So, but, yeah, storm window. Something should have been tied on to them. And 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 it wasn't about any of those things. It was about bringing health and wholeness. Do you know why, mm. church? Because this is what I know. God counts by ones. Every one matters. The one lost sheep, the one lost coin, the one lost son. God counts by ones. So he is unwilling to overlook the one that is broken. Amen. May that be ours, our passion today. And maybe you are feeling like you're separated from God today. Maybe you feel like the one that has been falling out that window and has been broken, your dreams have been broken, your relationships have been broken, your hopes have been broken. Maybe today you have really felt like you've never had this uh, uh, been embraced by the love, 
the grace, the compassion, the mercy of Jesus. Mm. Can I tell you, he is here just like Paul Amen. to embrace you in your brokenness. Amen to that. It's free gift. Salvation can't be earned and it can't be deserved. That's right. Grace only exists in the environment of the undeserving. Grace exists in the environment of the undeserving. Mm. Come to it. We, are on, we all exist in grace because we all Amen. are undeserving. Come and grab a hold of it today. I'm saved by grace through faith, apart from any work. Yes. That's Dr. Bose. Come on, let's pray. Mm. If you're here today and you're watching, listening, engaging, no matter where you are, can I encourage you to, if you are saying, if you know today that you want to say yes to Jesus, if you know today you want to be embraced by that love, that compassion, that grace and mercy that you want, to be lifted up off of that floor and enter into a resurrected life with Jesus, then it's just as easy as this. It's just as easy as giving Him your life. Just pray with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you my life. I've come to give you my life. All that I am. All that I am. All that I have. And all that I have. And all that I ever will be. All that I ever will be. I willingly give it to you. I willingly give it to you. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To resurrect me. To resurrect me. To forgive me of my sin. To forgive me of my sin. To cleanse me. To cleanse me. To make me your child. To make me your child. To help me live on purpose with you. To help me live on purpose with you. I give you all my all the glory. I give you all the glory. And all the praise. And all the praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 And if that's one of amen. the first times that you've ever prayed that prayer and you want to find out a little bit more like, so what did I just do? And mm. what does that mean? And what will be the next step with me and Jesus? And even if you're just still finding your way and you're still trying to ask mm. questions, we have a great free book that we would love to send your way. Um, it's called The Surprise of Your Life. And you can send your uh, name and mailing address uh, to the email offered in the on whatever social media platform you're watching right now. You can send that um, to us, and we'll get that book out to you this week, and it is a free book. And right before um, Kyle takes the offering, and then we go throw on over to um, Kiddos. Kids Church, I just wanted to say a special welcome and a special thank you to those of us who are joining us today, maybe for the first time, because you joined us or found out about us through Thy Kingdom Crumbs yes. uh, food truck. And uh, we've been having a lot of the runs uh, located in the parking lot of our church, the Connect Church in Cherry Hill. And a lot of you have been utilizing that and you have been uplifted and encouraged. And we know that because you've sent us the most wonderful yes, comments amazing. and the most wonderful feedback. And we're so grateful. So we just wanted to give you a very special hello from us. And we're thankful that you've um, let that bless you yes. uh, because that's why we exist. It doesn't right. matter that we're that's doing right. that as Thy Kingdom Crumb unless you come and you're a part of it. And we hope to see you at the next uh, truck run. But we just wanted to say a little bit of a Yeah, moment. and a huge thank you to uh, AO1, uh, Carson Wentz's AO1 yes. Foundation that partners with us in doing that. And just a great, great, uh, uh, great outreach that's going on. And we, we do it. Uh, it's mm. being done every week. So uh, keep uh, stay tuned to social media. Make sure we... Um, you know when the TKC next one is. Truck, I think. Is yeah, the TKC handle, right? at TKC Truck at, on Instagram yeah. and uh, Thy Kingdom Crumb, I think, on Facebook. But um, hey, I, I love what you just said, Dee. The truth is, the, the beginning of the covenant of Abraham that we're all a part of, uh, God says, I'm going to bless you so that the nations mm -hmm. can be blessed through you. You talk about it all the time. We are conduits, we're not reservoirs of blessing. We are conduits of blessing. Yes. I don't think there has been a more pressing time in my lifetime than right now for the church, for Connect Church. I'm going to speak to us, to, for Connect Church, 
to rise up and yeah. be a conduit of blessing. Blessing financially to people, mm -hmm. blessing through love, compassion, grace, and mercy to people, through mm -hmm. resurrection power. It's why we need the yes. Holy Spirit. My friends, can I encourage you right now that, that your giving helps us be a conduit as a community Amen. to our community. It gives, it elevates, it helps restore people. It brings hope to people. I can't tell mm -hmm. you the, the emails, the messages we get about how people's families are restored, how families uh, are, are being blessed by food, by by resource that we're even able to just, give them. Even just coming to coming, coming I here, coming absolutely. To for the first time in a really yeah. long time, families that have never come through the doors of churches have found Connect. And this is church. Yes. This is family. And this is all provided for through your, your giving, giving, as well as us maintaining the building that we're still not I know. in. But well, will be. But it's yes. Always so fun when you. we still have to pay for a building that we're not in, right? So, uh, which is great. Fun. That's an fun. interesting fun. word. It's a fun. It's, uh, it's a faith building it exercise. Is a faith. That's better. Yeah. Can I, look, can I just, I'm going to give a little shout out. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to share on Tuesday night at chat room about. Uh, the, help me because I'm trying to surrender. Uh, as your pastor, um, I, I can. This season has been purging on so many different levels, and I wish I could tell you that it was. Pur I was purged, and then it's good. <laughs> um, it it continues to challenge yeah. and pull and stretch um, at every decision. I want to take back control. Mm -hmm. At every challenge, I want to yeah. say that's enough, God. Right. And if you feel anything like that, can you join me Tuesday night? Um, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Right here. For chat room. And uh, I, 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 I know this. Um, I can't and he can. So the distance between that is called surrender. Hmm. I can't, but he can. And the distance between that is called surrender. So I love you guys. We love you, church. Right, stay tuned for kiddos. Yeah, kiddos, kiddos over on our YouTube channel. Yes. And we'll see you Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you PM. Tuesday. Bye, 7. Guys. Love you. Bye, guys. Love you so much. Hey, uh, 